Welcome to the Wake Before the Day podcast with my parents, Clark and Bonnie. We'll talk about the Bible and the Holy Spirit adventures. Thanks for listening. Hey, everybody. Happy Monday, and thanks for tuning into the podcast. In the studio, Clark and I are here talking about Daniel chapter 4. And it's so good. We haven't been in the Old Testament on the podcast for so long. Yeah. It's so good. I can't remember if we've mentioned this and if we have how many times we've mentioned it, but what? we're going to be preaching. <laughs> I'm preaching on the book of Daniel in January and February. We're going to go seven or eight yes. straight weeks of me preaching Daniel. I've never wait. done this before. I'm excited. No, so I'm we're, excited. So we're going to see uh, what we have to, to learn from the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. And it's beautiful and it takes some time to sit in it though. Oh, yeah. And this is the week of Thanksgiving. <laughs> you guys, what is happening this week Boom. for you? I don't know. Excited about it. Excited for service. This is some of our favorite church services, oh, yeah, too. The too. testimonies <laughs> that are brought up. So we want to encourage you Wednesday night and Thursday morning. Uh, we'll have two services, one on Wednesday night, one on Thursday morning. Come worship, sing. We get to bring our offerings to God and say thank you. And yeah. hear awesome testimonies of people growing in the Lord and just celebrating God's faithfulness. Do you know the times of those? I believe Wednesday is at 7, and I know for sure Thursday is at 10 a.m. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Okay. That's right. So Daniel 4. Let's jump in. So as I'm looking at this right now, it is a whopping 37 verses, all narrative. So this Mm -hmm. is what I think will be most helpful for our podcast format. Okay. I'm going to give you an overview real quick, just so we're not going to reread the whole story helpful as to like what's going on what's happening then we can go back and kind of talk about what's happening in the story and then actually have some like takeaways from what we've learned okay so verses two and three what you have is nebuchadnezzar is talking about how he is he's essentially proud he's had a divine encounter and some angel of the lord has come and talked to him Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. when you read verses two and three the question that the reader you and me should be asking ourselves is okay. like how is nebuchadnezzar going to respond to this encounter and then what happens then in verses four through nine is he he has this dream and he calls on all the wise men of babylon to help him understand and make sense of right. his dream. so within the Magicians. book of daniel mm-hmm. on multiple occasions with multiple people there are supernatural encounters where there's oh, dreams that are had, a hand that's writing stuff on the wall, yeah. visions, all kind of things like that. Then verses 10 through 18, he talks about his dream. And what his dream is essentially seeing mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. that there's this massive tree and the tree has grown and it's a right. big, strong tree and its reach has grown to great lengths and it's provided shade. Mm-hmm. It's provided life for a number of like, creatures and all things in creation. And eventually it gets cut down. Uh, someone from dun, the heavenlies dun, dun. comes down, dun, mm-hmm. dun, 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 cuts this thing down yep. and it, it doesn't go well. So then verses 19 through 22, Daniel's brought in. Daniel. Nebuchadnezzar is basically saying like, hey, Daniel, I believe like the the spirit of God is in you and you're smarter Mm. than all the other smart guys. Mm -hmm. So tell me, what does this mean? And Daniel is brave and is honest because the dream is about Nebuchadnezzar's kind of undoing. Mm -hmm. So the verses 24 through 27, he talks about what's going to happen and why. And then verses 28 through 33, what Daniel says comes true. Uh, Nebuchadnezzar Mm. and his his, his pride, um, Lives like an animal for a long time. Long yeah. hair, uh, yucky beard, long fingernails. He's eaten of the earth and is living mm-hmm. like a wild man. And then what happens is Nebuchadnezzar eventually turns his eyes to the Lord, 
repents, calls upon the glory of God and worships him and his mm-hmm. sanity is restored to him. So what do we take away from all of this? Well, I mean, number, first takeaway guys, did you know that Dan- Daniel had a Babylonian name? Yes. <laughs> because we read that. Yes. So I, there's just base. So there's deep theological, rich truths in this book that we are so excited about. But then there's also just Preach. like, okay, whoa. And so I remember like when the kids were like, wait a second, Daniel was the same guy that was with the, that's named this weird name, Belshazzar. And also Daniel's also with like Shadrach, Meshach, because that just happened. Yeah. The fire just, <laughs> so, yes. That so I'm actually, I think that's going to be what? being, that's going to be preached earlier in Daniel because what's interesting is they were given, they had Jewish names and they were given Babylonian names earlier that on, were yeah. nodding to Babylonian gods, gods. and goddesses, which are yeah. actually demonic. And they somehow role in this world yes. of being called names that are not helpful They're and true. true we can, we'll names. talk about it another time, but it's okay, like, okay, sorry. I just want to, literally it's like, it'd be like, uh, nice. Hey, you know, not instead of being called Clark, uh, learner, learner of God, you're going to yeah. be called Satan worshiper or something like that. Like it was just, <laughs> it was so far away from where they had been. It's interesting to watch these men navigate this world of yes. exile mm-hmm. and still like, be hold on to true to mm-hmm. God in the midst of them being captives in a world that doesn't care about God. So anyways, Belshazzar anyway, is Daniel's. They're just those obvious name. things too. And we talked about this in the, the book study that we did too. Like just that sometimes scripture brings up things that are just like, what? Like head scratchers. And that, and it's, that's like an invitation to spend more time yeah. in it, not just like write it off. So one of, yeah. One of the Sorry, first things in the, in the narrative yeah. that stands out to me is if I'm putting myself in Daniel's shoes and he's called upon because he, Nebuchadnezzar has this dream and Daniel's realizing like, Oh crap. This is not going to go well for Nebuchadnezzar. Look at verses 19 and 20. It says, Then Daniel, who's also called Belshazzar, mm-hmm. was greatly perplexed for a time, and his thoughts terrified him. Mm-hmm. They terrified him because he's about to tell the most powerful man in the known world, right. you're about to be undone. Mm-hmm. And the king said, Belshazzar, don't let the dream or its meaning alarm you. He said, my lord, my, my lord, if only the dream applied to your enemies and its meaning to your adversaries but this is talking about you. And so right there, I just thought about when you're put in, in positions and times where you are with someone who is more important than you in the world's eyes or stronger or more powerful, uh, and you have the opportunity to tell the truth, what are you going to do? Sure. And how are you going to navigate those, those lines? Whether it's like a, a, a child to a parent or an employee to a, a supervisor or yeah. whatever. It's like, are you going to be honest and be true? I'm glad Daniel was. And here the king gives him some peace saying, Hey, like, don't, don't be afraid. But still Daniel's like, if I make this guy mad, he could take my head in yeah, two I'm, seconds. You got to believe this is ha- that's, that is exactly what has happened to yeah. so many people that he's cared about. So like we have like, you know, written, um, some of the miracles like being saved in the fiery furnace, but like you had to believe that like that wasn't the case always. Mm-hmm. And oh, so yeah. there's like, okay, I'm, I'm standing before this guy that could just totally, you know, end me too. Yeah, hundred um, percent. Okay. So, well, what do you well, want to do? You want to keep talking about the narrative? Or yeah, you want to talk about a couple what we're things. taking away. Uh, well, a couple things. One <laughs> with, with yes, let's do it at the takeaways. I'm more okay. to Well, that's what I like. <laughs> first takeaway. What's the first takeaway? Would you say? 
Um, th- we've talked about this a little bit before, but that like even that God's in control, right? Is that absolutely the, just like you look at the story and you it is like what on earth? Like even just the fact that they've been taken, they're captive now. They, they, that they're in this land that's completely foreign. Their lives are upside down. We talk like about their diet, about all this stuff now what you're stroking your beard and like looking at me like you're some kind of like deep thinking. Well, I am a deep thinking person. I'm a wise man. Come on now. No, I'm just thinking you keep talking. I just, uh, what resonated with me in it was just so much of this seems like life sometimes with, for us. And obviously I'm, you know, I'm going to go that and I'm going to think about me in this scripture, but really like so much of just like the swirling nature of 2020, 2021, 2022 is just like, Lord, what is going on? Just, oh my goodness. And like, maybe you haven't questioned that before. Just like, okay, Lord, like you're in control and you're overall. And I believe that. And I'm still just like super confused. Like when, you know, when there's suffering and hurt and stuff going on. And so just continuing to like hold fast to like, that's one thing that like Nebuchadnezzar was like, the dream is like, he's a tree and his, his reach like goes up to heaven. That's what it says in one point. And like, he was a big deal. Yeah. And God's still saying like, Mm-mm. like God, is I'm com- over all complete control. Yes. And, uh, so yeah, that was the main takeaway. Yeah. I second that. There mm-hmm. are times you look around and you're like, God, it doesn't feel like you're in control yeah. um, with things that are happening in our world. So just going back to like the book of Daniel spans decades and decades and decades from yeah, when he was factoid. taken into Babylon as a very young man. And uh, we'll talk about this more later, but when Daniel gets thrown to the lion's den, did did I quiz you on this at home there? How old do you think Daniel is? Are you listening right now? (laughs) When Daniel gets tossed into the den of lions, how old do you think he was? When you read the children's Bible, maybe like, oh, 40, 30, 50. His beard looks like he's maybe in the middle 40s. He's turned to a a dash of gray. So maybe he's like (laughs) 60 or 70. I don't know. He was 90 years old, they think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Imagine throwing Gigi, my, my grandma Corver, <laughs> no. in a lion's den. No. She, she, she would own it. She would dominate those lions for Shut sure. Those lions mouths. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but, but my point here is that yeah. Daniel has been in Babylon and uh, under different leadership within yeah. Assyria to Babylon, Babylon to Persia um, for a long time. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes when I think about like the last year or two, yeah, it can be heavy. You're like, man. God, where are you and what are you doing? That's two years sure. in the span of a, a long time. So mm-hmm. I'm just trusting like, God, you're here. The, the other thing, the second takeaway for me in this chapter is that le- leadership, leaders will answer to God. Mm. Yeah. And Nebuchadnezzar is the most empower, the most powerful person in the whole world, the whole world. So like here we have a president and then a vice president, and then you have different branches of the government. But this is like one guy. guy who mm-hmm. ran the world at the time armies answered to him and he is brought low. And so for me, it's a reminder for me, just as, you know, lead the family, the church, like a leader on one hand, like I'm going to answer to God. James talks about that, how leaders should be really take their sin seriously because we're going to be judged more strictly with it. But then there also gives me a lot of hope when um, leadership around the world is really disappointing. And I think ungodly. And uh, be like, well, I'm really glad that God's just. And one day. Oh, I'm like, what gives you hope? <laughs> that they're going to have to answer to God. Yeah, for sure. Um, now I am as well. So I start with myself, but also like looking out going, all right, ha- have your way now. Um, but someday the Lord's going to deal with you. 
justly. And I think that's why in the, all over in the New Testament too, I mean, how many times are we constantly just like encouraged, commanded, pray for the leaders, pray for the leaders, pray mm-hmm. because it's yeah, like, we talked hey, about that last week. Exactly. Yeah. Anything else there? Or you want to keep moving? No, I think the, <clears throat> the biggest one for me is just like the pride of Nebuchadnezzar, yeah. which we talked about a little bit. The, yeah. The third takeaway is, is pride because he was given a chance to repent essentially. When, when Daniel spoke to him and told him like what was true, you're like, Hey man, like this is what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to figure out where are you there? Verses 24 through 27, I okay. believe. So he interprets the dream right here. Right. Verses 28. So Daniel tells him what's going to happen in the dream in verses 28 and 29 said all mm-hmm. this happened to King Nebuchadnezzar 12 months later, as the King was walking on the roof of the Royal palace of Babylon, he said, is not this great Babylon I have built as the royal residence, mm. but my mighty power and for the glory of my majesty. Mm-hmm. Right there, boom, the dream comes true when God says, you're going to act like a wild animal. Mm-hmm. He was given a chance yeah. to repent and mm-hmm. his pride takes him out. Yep. And that's true for all of us. But the thing with Nebuchadnezzar is it was his pride and his false sense of peace. He, everything was mm. cush. It was comfortable. He was proud of what he had. He, he didn't need God. Oh, He's like, I, I got everything I need. Mm-hmm. It's like, so look how great I am. Look how mm-hmm. good my life is. Yep. And how easily that mentality can creep into our life, yeah. our spirituality. And, and so again, that's where I'm at. Like when things are going well, mm-hmm. I'm going to stay on my knees. Oh yeah. Say God, like yeah. keep me humble. Don't humble me, yeah. please. Because that's a, a really tough spot to learn. And it's important that God does that. So for me, it's like, God, God repent of my pride daily and false for securities sure. and false sense of peace because, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you've probably heard this quote and it, it just like s- s- totally came to my mind when we were reading about Nebuchadnezzar, but it's, um, goes something like this. I don't remember. I'm paraphrasing, but pride is the birth mother of other sins, sins or of yeah. all sins and how literally like when you think of pride, the I feel like sin. the gateway, well, like gateway really drug. though, you think about how, you know, when you like look at, and there's like a, a, a fight or a match against two people and one's like puffing their chest up, literally like pride. The image there is that it literally like makes you puff. It makes you pregnant. It makes you puffed up with like the ability to just birth sin and that's that's, that is an odd yeah problem problems and that's an odd image to like sit with but really when you do because we kind of like pride is like the like oh yeah i wrestle with pride you know i wrestle like people say it when like you know they don't really know what else to say and i think this is a, a really like great place to step in and say like man where's pride in my life? Because if that's the gateway, which mm-hmm. we know that it is to all these other problems, like God help, help me sift through this and figure out how you can come in Holy spirit and how that can exit. And I, I just, there's so many examples in my own life, in my in, within my home, outside of my home. I think that's like when we talk about like repentance and Psalm 51, like that's like an immediate helper to say like, God, mm-hmm. like, forgive me, like help me, um, remember my place. Yeah. Um, cause that's one thing like we, anyway, my mind went to like our person and our position and how like these are two places I'll hold up unto the, the Lord and say like, Hey God, like here, here's me. Here's, here's what I know about myself with the Enneagram, with all these helpful things with, you know, what other people have spoken into my life with what my husband helps me understand with what my, here's what I understand about my person. Here's what I understand about my position, about where you've put me in my life. Um, help me see it, um, with, 
clarity with Holy Spirit lens and not with my own. Cause that's the thing is like King Nebuchadnezzar, like that position that could have been such a huge gift to yeah. the world. And instead, you know, we get what we get, but anyway. yeah, for sure. What, what do you, you have any more thoughts on pride? Yeah. I think if, if you're at a spot right now where you're like, where am I pr- proud in my life? Sure. Mm-hmm. It's a simple prayer saying, God, would you reveal this to me? Mm-hmm. And I just think that he will. I think about my life and like yeah. what I've attained and like what I've earned and what I've done. It's all still God's grace and other people have helped me get there. Sure. Whether it's professors or teachers or youth pastors pouring into me and teaching me, whether it was pr- provision of work to make money, to pay for things or whatever, or God's given me my hands, my ability to actually like type and write and think. I didn't. I didn't do anything to get any of that. Well, and see, that's like you have to, you really do need to ask the question because it would be very, um, it would be very easy for us to just say like, yeah, I'm wrestling with pride. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so I think that that's one of those like invitations, like you're saying, like asking the questions to say like, what does this look like? And then if, if here's the thing, um, do you have a safe relationship with anyone in your life? Because 110% 110% that person can speak into yeah, and say, that issue. You know, here's where I'm seeing you know maybe some arrogance or um, us we're, thinking too highly of ourselves and less of other people and less of God. We're in a political season here, yeah. folks. And so I feel like that's another like really easy when it, there's so many different things, whether it's time, money, um, what, what you've acquired, your status, what, like how you... Um, how, cause another, like what we learned about Daniel and his humility is like in this book right here, we're learning that Daniel was called. So Daniel was known and he could have very easily said like, okay, you know, like, yep, this is me. I'm a big deal, but he doesn't, mm-hmm. he has a spirit of the Lord here. And he, um, even when he tells King Nebuchadnezzar what's going to happen and he has that little like fear and anxiety, like this guy could literally end me. He does so lovingly. He like, you know, I'd like to say this about your enemies. I'd like to say, but it's about you. And that could have been like, he could have very proudly said, no, my God said you're going to be done. And guess what? Because my God's a living God, it's going to be true. And he doesn't. Yeah. And so even the way that Daniel conducts himself, I feel like there's lessons to learn just about walking in humility. Yeah. Anyway. And I love how it ends in the, this chapter, yeah. at least, because the Nebuchadnezzar does come a point to a point where right. he acknowledges God and also talks about the kingdom of God. Verses 34 and 35 says, at the end of that, that time, I, Nebuchadnezzar, raised my eyes towards heaven. My sanity was restored. Then I praised the most high. I honored and glorified him who lives forever. His dominion is an eternal dominion. His kingdom mm-hmm. endures from generation to generation. All the peoples of earth are regarded as nothing. He does as he pleases with the powers of heaven and the peoples of earth. No one can hold back his hand or say to him, what have you done? Because mm-hmm. at this time, when you go from Egypt to Assyria, to Babylon, to Persia, to eventually Rome, we're talking about like powerhouses that dominated yeah. the world. And yet generation to generation this passed from one enemy to the next enemy. Mm. We are born and we die. The kingdom of God is eternal. It's been forever yeah. and it will forever be forever. And God has his way with us. And then what's interesting is Nebuchadnezzar probably doesn't have some close relationship with God because in verse 35, he says, all right. the peoples of earth are regarded as nothing. Mm-hmm. If he actually spends time with God, you'll find out that God actually values human beings right. a great deal so much that he made them in his image. Mm-hmm. And I celebrate that when I think about 
God's dominion, God's rule, God's control, even when it doesn't feel like he's in control. I trust that in the grand scheme of the story and this timeline, God's working out his plan and it's going to be great. So yeah, Mm -hmm. Daniel 4, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And uh, we hope you have a fantastic Thanksgiving week. Looking forward to celebrate with you, uh, celebrating (laughs) with you on Wednesday or Thursday. All right. God bless you. Lord bless you and keep you. Don't make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face towards you and give him his peace. Have a great day.